what I do is help people to to realize that, hey, if you really understand what that ideal client is going through, you know where they're at, you know what they're trying to achieve, you can map the journey they need to take to get a result. And then when you market yourself and, and sell yourself to say, hey, I can help people because sales is everything, right? If you can't convince a person to follow through with a recommendation, then they're not going to get results and they're going to blame you. So if you understand their journey and, and you've got that process, it becomes very easy to help people take actions because you're speaking the right language. You're saying the things that matter to them to make a decision to work with you. You're able to get them to start you know, treatment plans with you and follow through with them. And all of those things mean that not only do you help people, but you obviously make money because you're not going to make money if no one's coming back and you're not going to help anyone if no one's coming back. So I think that's, that's key. That's really the, the crux of it, I feel. Yeah, I think that's so perfectly presented is in medicine, we're not just giving advices. If people don't follow our advice... Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. This is your host, Sabrina. And today we have the honor of having James with us. And he started his career like most new grads, stuck in a dread clinic and hustling to pay the bills. But with relentless drive, and he purchased a rundown clinic and tripled it in three months after purchasing. And uh, he purchased another practice eight months later. Within two years, had generated over a million dollars in revenue. I mean, that's awesome, right? Like consider all of the new grads having something of their own, right? And fast forward to today, he has six associates in a large multidisciplinary where he is the complete handoff. And he now trains 220 plus healthcare business owners in over 14 countries and 25 different healthcare industries in his premium down with you training program um, called Practice Mastery, which is for practice owners who are serious about creating long-term success and the money means more freedom that they deserve. So thanks for being here with us, James. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? How did you get here? And what is that, you know, trigger that really turned from that hustle into something that brings you continuous revenue? 
yeah, I think we want to start helping people and start working with people. And in my case, I'm a chiropractor by trade with a special interest in chronic pain. And so I was working in a practice and the owner was a good clinician, but they just didn't have the business skills. And so it meant that I was struggling more than I should and I could barely pay the rent. You know, me and my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and um, we were just hustling and hustling and hustling. And it got to a point where we thought, look, this is not working. Let's just leave and get a better opportunity. But we knew in ourselves that we wanted to do it. We wanted to have control and we didn't want to be dependent on someone else to help us create our future. And so while we got all these job opportunities, we knew that we wanted to be building something. So we ended up picking up a rundown practice on a discount and starting there. And it meant that I needed to to really figure things out, right? And and make it work because money was tight. And we just hustled. I learned everything, blood, sweat, and tears and got there. But what I learned through that process is that we just don't learn these things in definitely not at, at college, university, wherever we study. And we often learn them through trial and error, which is the slowest way of doing it. And so what has become my mission is to help health professionals to get the right mindset, the right skills, the right strategies to be able to have success in practice, whether it's just you're working as an associate or a contractor in someone else's clinic, whether you're an employee, whether you have your own business, how do we succeed faster and easier? And it's always been follow the beaten path. And I just had to kind of beat my own path and now I'm drawing people down it. But that's kind of how I got where I got to now is just, I realized that, hey, why have others struggle if I was able to figure it out myself? And so now I teach it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And the crucial part in school, none of us ever learn is how do you really figure out to make revenue? Because most of the time we've learned solely based on skills, right? You become the best clinician that you can for your patients, but never like how to make money and then make you feel more secure and make sure that people love you that continuously to come back to you. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. And James, in school, we're so used to trained mostly for how can we become a best clinician, but really never um, how can we stay in business if you have your own practice instead of working for a big organization or even how do you get started? Yeah, I think that the reason is we learn skills of being a practitioner, right? You learn how to help someone, but you're not learning, well, how do I actually attract that person in? How do I have the right processes, even the sales skills to convert and retain them? Because we often think that, well, you know, I have a solution to a problem, so therefore people will see me. I'll open my doors and they'll just come. But the problem is that we're thinking about that in isolation. Like we don't considering that the average person has doesn't have the knowledge, skills or expertise to be able to know necessarily which is the right thing they should do. And so they just get overwhelmed by all these choices. And then you know, they pick the cheapest, more convenient thing, which then means it's not as profitable for us and it's hard to grow our business and, and all these kind of things happen. And so we just work for someone. And what I do is help people to, to realize that, hey, if you really understand what that ideal client is going through, you know where they're at, you know what they're trying to achieve, you can map the journey they need to take to get a result. And then when you market yourself and and sell yourself to say, hey, I can help people because sales is everything, right? If you can't convince a person to follow through with a recommendation, then they're not going to get results and they're going to blame you. So if you understand their journey and, and you've got that process, it becomes very easy to help people take actions because you're speaking the right language. You're saying the things that matter to them to make a decision to work with you. You're able to get them to start you know, treatment plans with you and follow through with them. And all of those things mean that not only do you help people, but you obviously make money because you're not going to make money if no one's coming back and you're not going to help anyone if no one's coming back. So I think that's that's key. That's really the, the crux of it, I feel. Yeah, I think that's so perfectly presented is 
in medicine, we're not just giving advices. If people don't follow our advice and they don't see results, of course, why would they come back to you? Because there are so many of us in the same field or same specialty, right? And uh, at the end of the day, it, it is a way of selling. And now I, I think a lot of people have a somehow incorrect mindset towards selling in a way. But I think when you put it out there, the point is, yourself to connect to offer if people don't really know what you do and how you can help them what the results you can really help them to achieve then they won't follow through on any advices you're giving and in itself when we give advices it is selling yeah well just just to add to that i think that if selling gets a bad rap selling right in society is is pushing something that you don't want like pushing something that i don't want onto me making me buy a car, making me buy insurance, selling me something that I don't need. But selling is just getting your concept across and helping someone to take action. You have to sell your wife or your husband on, hey, I want to I want to go to Hawaii this year or let's go to my parents' place instead of your parents' place for Christmas. That's a selling transaction. Getting your kids to brush their teeth is selling. You're having to convince them why they should do something that's going to be in their best interests. Now, of course, you can sell them things that are not in their best interests, and, and that's not at all what I'm talking about. It's, it's really about understanding that people inherently don't tend to make the right decisions for themselves. Because if they did, they probably wouldn't have a lot of the chronic health issues that they do because they would be eating healthier and exercising and not smoking so much and drinking so much. And you know what I mean? They'd be, they'd be doing those things. And so ultimately it, it has to be us, uh, the person who wants to help them to help them help themselves. And that's the sales process. Because you can, if you, for example, if a client came to you and you just screamed at them, right? They're probably not going to work with you. So if that's the wrong way of doing it, there's a more better way of doing it. And that's all for me, what sales is, is just knowing the better way of helping a person make a decision that's going to benefit them, but not forcing them or pushing them into doing that thing by giving them options. And that's the key to business, right? Solving problems and helping people understand why they should take that action. Right. That's just so well said. Like you can do it many different ways. You can do it the helpful way, right? Just because we're in medicine and we wanted to help people to achieve a better result. And our attitude toward that is different. Now, some people display tough love, but with clients, our patients who probably don't know us as well, the level of trust and it's not yet there. So our approach to them, our delivery system is going to be slightly different for them to connect with us so they can trust us enough to follow through our advices and lead them into a certain way. Just like anybody who's your coach right, or parents uh, who come from that standpoint. 100%. And, and if you're wanting to you know, be more profitable in your practice, if you're wanting to generate revenue in an online course or coaching program that you're developing, it all is part of that same thing. So the, the way that I teach it is you need to understand your ideal client profile. This is not about a niche, right? This is about saying, who is this person? What are they going through? What are they feeling right now emotionally that's driving them to, to make a decision? Like let's say you know, a person has got back pain. And they're not coming to you for back pain because if they were, they could just take more drugs. And I often will say that to clients. I'll say, well, okay, so you want back pain relief? And they'll say, yeah. And I say, so why don't you just go to the supermarket and buy drugs? And they say, well, I don't want that because this, this, and this. Because that's not really why they're there. The pain is the thing that's getting them to take an action. But what they really want is 
more mobility, better sleep, more energy to feel good and be able to do things and not have to worry. As an example, it's what the pain is stopping them from doing that matters. Because if you took the pain away and they still couldn't do anything they wanted to do, it might be more comfortable, but they're not going to be happy. And so when you know that, you can speak the right language because the first step is understanding your patient profile, your ideal client profile, so that you can communicate effectively. Then you can start doing marketing. If you don't have the first foundation in place, then your marketing is like a billboard and it just leads itself towards commoditization and being cheaper and more convenient and doing more stuff for people for less, basically. So if you want to really stand out and be an expert and and sell something of high value that helps people get results, you have to be able to communicate with them effectively to allow you to create the marketing that actually works to get them to take action. The step after that is then warming people up and nurturing them. Like too often we market and we expect to get a result now. And the decision-making process is not instantaneous for everyone. Sometimes it could take weeks or months, but the more you're able to build trust and credibility with that person, help them realize that, hey, you know, I can actually help you get a result and I'm trustworthy and, and that this is good, they, they make decisions. There's plenty of people who you know, don't decide to work with me for months. They watch and watch and watch, and then they make the decision. Too often, we're waiting for people at the bottom of the funnel, so to speak, the people who are ready right now, but everyone's going after those people. And that's only a small portion of the market. If you're trying to get more clients or do anything revolving around business, you can't just go after people who are ready right now. You have to go after people who are going to be ready soon and people who don't even know that they're ready and a good fit. People who are what we would call cold. If you can communicate with them before they get to the point of making the decision, when they get to that point, they choose you. And that's how you really scale a business or a service or a coaching program or a course is being able to go to what we call mass market which is the people who are not ready right now. Yeah, that's so good point, right? I think what I saw a lot of time is that people get discouraged when all they're chasing for is people who are right now ready, ready, ready. But there's not many of us who actually recognize that we need help. Or even people who recognize that they need help, they have to be able to accept help. Right. And there's a psychology there. Right. The part about law of receptivity. Are you willing to receive help in a state where they can be two ways? Right. Where they don't want to receive help because they don't know how to pay back the service that they are granted. Right. Um, Based on money or based on time, based on how do you pay back? Mm. Now, the other end is like, I don't understand why I'm receiving this help. I'm too good to even get help. So even they have trouble in some way, they feel like they can just solve everything and then are not willing to be open to receive. So now, of course, we can't just wait for these people to turn things around for themselves. A lot of things we have to follow up, just like you're saying, right? Warm up to them by just continue to teach, give, and even they're listening, looking passively, they're still looking and listening to you. And eventually, once they turned from someone who realized they need help, and now I really need to do something. And not only I need to do something, I need to find someone to actually hold my hands, keep me accountable, shorten the gap on my learning. 100%. And, you know, just a, a quick little thing that I think might be helpful uh, for your listeners. If, if you're looking at reaching more people, if you're looking at maybe building an online business or a course or something like that and taking your skills and knowledge, the best thing you can do is to understand that it's a process and that you're not looking at doing things like getting results now. You're looking at planting seeds. And the best way to do that is 
simply start a Facebook group, optimize your Facebook profile so that it talks about your group and some resources that you might have, maybe a meal plan guide or an exercise guide or whatever. And just go into groups where your ideal clients hang out and give value. Don't ask for anything. Just be present and helpful, share valuable information, give resources, and people naturally start to follow leaders. And so if you're showing yourself to be a leader, they engage with you. They want to be your friend on Facebook. They click you know, they, they click to your profile, they can see that you've got a group, they want to join it. And you start to be able to siphon people uh, from other people's audiences into your own. And then you're able to establish your authority and, and your skill set, And that's monetizable. Once you have people who are following you, you're able to turn that into revenue when you can solve their problems. So if you go into it with the, the mindset of I'm going to do A, B, and C, right? I'm going to help people with diabetes. Go into a bunch of support groups for diabetes on Facebook and just give value. And people will trust you and follow you. And then you can come out and say, hey, I'm looking for five people who want to join a diabetes XYZ program. Those people will just come out of the woodwork because they've been following you and say, yes, I'm interested. I do this with clients all the time. And they're surprised by how many people come out of you know their audience that they didn't even know existed because they'd been speaking the right thing for long enough that they'd built trust, but they just hadn't put the right offer out there that made sense to those people yet. So whether you've got an audience or you don't, nurturing them is the way to generate revenue long-term because it's just a value exchange. You're in business to help people and you need to find those people and help them know that you can help them so that when you say, hey, look, let's work together so I can help you, there's enough trust and credibility and you've got a process and they take action on it. Most of the time we kind of sit and wait and hope and then say, oh, yeah, I can help with everything. And there's no certainty with that. We need to be giving them certainty. That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for more information. They're looking for giving up control. How can I trust you to just get me the results that I'm looking for? That's why people come to us. And we often forget that. Right. Exactly. We all want the shortest path to an end goal. And yes, when we understand what our end goal is, it's all about like which path to take, right? And clearly all of us don't want to waste time. And we see, it seems like time is everyone's problem nowadays. What you pointed out, James, it was really cool that I think many people forget is Facebook itself, both from your personal profile and going into these groups, you can actually, if you go to the group that you have your target audience, you can we can sort the most popular post. And if there's a question on there and we keep offering these answers, it actually automatically send out to multiple people within that group. And we don't have to actually start a new post within that group there's a different way to really stand out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And your point about when you are already being giving on your page every day, uh, or at least somewhat of a consistency, people have been seeing your work. And then when you ask, I'm looking for that five people to have this result in this many days or month, now, of course, people are more likely just to say, uh, yes, let me find out more about it. So. Yeah. What are some other Facebook strategies or other uh, platform that you use? So we do a lot with Facebook um, ads and things like that, community groups, content strategy, because it just works. Like it's not Facebook, it's understanding the platform and what people are doing there and then being part of the story. That's what gets results. Not A lot of people think, oh, I just put some money into Facebook, I'll make money. It's like, that's not how it works. You have to know what people are doing and, and understand where they're at. When you're on Facebook, you're there browsing, just scrolling through. You've got to be entertaining and educational and give value that matters. Something like LinkedIn, it's transactional. It's more business focused, right? People are there. You're not on, on LinkedIn to 
browse funny pictures and videos like you are on Facebook. You know what I mean? You're there for serious reasons. And so the, the context has to be different. We do a lot with YouTube and things as well. Those can be good platforms, but they just take longer because you have to build it up. YouTube is Google, right? It's a search engine. It's number two in the world in search engine size. So your content ranks in the same way as what it does on Google, essentially. So it's a long game. You want to have elements of long game doing content strategy, podcasts, things like that. But you want to have short game too, because that's what actually drives revenue. If you're just basing it off of a podcast or a YouTube channel, you're going to take a while before you can generate revenue. Whereas if you can generate a small group of highly engaged people who are looking for a result and you can present them a solution and you do that through a Facebook group or uh, you send out an email, for example, or on a webinar, then those people take action and that's how you generate revenue and then you can reinvest it. So we kind of focus on that principle of what is our central strategy to get people to take action with us. And a lot of that is around email, online marketing, and things like webinars and workshops and that sort of stuff. But most of ours and most of what what I do with my clients is just copy paste. They just take the strategies that we already know work, plug them in and get results really quickly, which is why people's practices double in the first 90 days on average, because it's just a matter of taking what's already working and then using it. But longer term strategy wise that people have skills, we're focused on teaching them the skills they need to, to be able to feed themselves, so to speak rather than having to keep paying people on an ongoing basis. Yeah, that's so well said. I think that's what people would need to recognize is that you already made something that works, right? Why reinvent the wheels when there's our models that has been done many, many times and it works. And that's how we can get to where we feel secure about our job and we have time with our family and everything that we have learned in school is now really Uh, serving the population that we wanted to create, right? And we're not just waiting for people to come to us, uh, hoping they have some kind of transformation. That's awesome. So would you uh, tell our audiences, what would be one of your biggest piece of advice for healthcare business owners in this current era? Or if for people who are just starting out, what would be the first step they should be taking? Everything is about relationships. The reason that my clients as you know, whether they've got online healthcare businesses or coaching programs or whether they run clinics, et cetera, they were all completely fine and safe during you know, the COVID crisis and things, and which is still you know, ongoing in, in a lot of areas. And the reason they were is because we focused on one principle, which is community and relationships. When you are in a transactional business model and you're looking for the next referral or the next person to have one session with you, when things happen, everything disappears. And now you're trying to scramble to try and build it back up again. Whereas when you have a core audience who follows you for the value that you provide and you're engaged with on a long-term basis, supporting them in their health and well-being and quality of life and things like that, not just in a client relationship, but also just from your marketing material, then when stuff happens, it doesn't matter because the moment my client's doors could open back up again, they were full again. And then they had their best months ever because they never lost that client. And so if you're new focusing on things that generate relationships and nurture an audience is key doing like a like a health screening or a workshop you know at the local gym is good to get people interested and get some clients but the moment you stop it goes away whereas if you have a community group on facebook you've built an email list you have ads that people see regularly those things build an audience and people begin to know like and trust you the easiest way to think about it is if oprah opened a functional medicine clinic a massage clinic chiropractic clinic whatever Do you think she'd be busy? Of course she would, because she's got millions of followers. She could be the worst in the world 
at massage, but she's going to be busy because people know, like, and trust her. She's an authority. And focusing on trying to get more letters after your name, more qualifications, more skills won't actually help you as much as you think it will in your ability to help clients. You might help the individual more, but you're not helping mass market because people don't buy into experts. They buy into authorities and authorities are people they trust. People will believe their own mother over you. You'll tell them, hey, you need to do XYZ treatment. And their mother will say, I wouldn't do that. And then they won't listen to what you said because they trust their mother more in that case. So if you can build relationships, communities, and audience, this is how you set yourself up for the future. I love it. And people don't buy from experts and they buy from authorities. Yes. And just like many people who are in relationship, you can be so excited about this one thing that you want to do, but then you talk to your significant other and they don't like it. And then you're going to stop doing because you trust the other person's opinion a lot more, right? So it's just a way of life, really. So for anybody who are new, number one, would you say is start creating a Facebook group, uh, go on your personal page, uh, optimize everything on social media, just start showing people what you know about that specific topic that you wanted to help people with and on a consistent basis. And slowly as you launch your new clinic or your online course or whatnot, and then running webinars or workshop, and then just continue doing that. Despite that in the beginning days, we might not see any return in revenue, but in the long run, that's what really built us authority. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And I'm sure that many of our audience have a lot of questions for you because we can talk about this for a long more yeah. time. So how would they find you and what's the best way to contact you? Uh, the best way to contact me uh, is just either through my website, which is jamesnielsenwatt.com or by just searching up my name. Or if you search practicemasterymethod.com, you'll find a copy of my brand new book, The Million Dollar Practice, which teaches health professionals how they can grow and scale their healthcare business through a systemized set of steps to make sure that all your bases are covered uh, and then you're going to get exponential growth. And we've helped people to double and triple their practices in less than 90 days using this framework. Recent client of mine, Deanne, uh, went from 500,000 a year as a chiropractor to over 2 million in less than 12 months. So this stuff is is very strategic, step-by-step implementable. Go and check out a copy of my book, practicemasterymethod.com. Yes, everyone go to practicemasterymethod.com. We'll have that link in our show note as well as James, all his social media uh, contacts. And we appreciate you so much for sharing your knowledge and uh, hopefully to have more to come. And best of luck for everyone out there who are growing your business in this current era. But we know you can do it because it's been proven that you can be successful as long as you're a following approval method. Thank you so much for having me. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on Actually, how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, 
this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to facebook.com/groups/powerfulpassionate, where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate, where you no longer working and. Any mundane work, and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate, where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate, where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me, and together we can create a life where you can be both. Powerful and passionate.